Welcome to Based on a True Story. Welcome back to episode two of Hamilton 2020. Back again are your favorite hosts, I'm Ren, and as always, we have the best co-host, Cam. Hey guys. <laughs> if you're just joining us, make sure to check out episode one, where we dive into act one of Hamilton. We did run a poll on our last episode of who your favorite character in act one was, and it looks like... George Washington is our winner. Yay! I will say, in the last episode, I was saying that um, Lafayette was my favorite character, and he's still up there, but after rewatching Act 2, I've had a change of heart. It's Burr and Washington. Bro, Burr apologist over here. Ay. And honorable mention, Eliza. We'll get there. Absolutely. Um... So today we will be covering the second act of Hamilton, which is about one hour and 20 minutes of runtime. fear that his affair with Maria Reynolds will be used against him in his political career, Hamilton chooses to publicize his affair in the Reynolds pamphlet, damaging his relationship with Eliza. Eliza, in a heartbroken retaliation, burns all the letters Hamilton wrote her, trying to erase herself from history. Philip, instructed by Hamilton, challenges George Eaker to a duel and is critically injured and dies, causing a reconciliation between Alexander and Eliza. Hamilton's endorsement of Jefferson in the presidential election of 1800 results in further animosity between Hamilton and Burr, who challenges Hamilton to a duel via an exchange of letters. Hamilton writes his last letter in a rush while Eliza tells him to go back to bed. Burr and Hamilton travel to New Jersey for the duel. During the duel, both Burr and Hamilton fired each other after 10 paces, with Hamilton intentionally missing his shot. Hamilton dies as a result, with Eliza and Angelica at his side. Burr laminates that even though he survived, he is cursed to be remembered as the villain who killed Hamilton. The musical closes with a reflection on historical memory, showing how Eliza kept Hamilton's legacy alive. So we finished Act 2 of Hamilton. We sure did. Yeah, we did. Um, okay, I have to ask, which which act do you like better, Act 1 or Act 2? Mm, that's kind of hard, but I feel like I do like Act 2 better. I mean, it's a lot of information at once, but so is Act 1 because it's just a lot of information. But I think I like the songs in Act 2. Hmm. Well, no. 
I like the songs better in Act One, but the raps, like the the cabinet battles and stuff, like yeah. those those are just so good. Okay, I get that. I would definitely say Act One is my favorite. I'm an Act One slut. But I still really enjoy Act 2. I just, like, every single song in Act 1 be fucking slapping. And there's a few in Act 2 that I'm just like, eh, okay. Yeah, that's very true. But there's also some in Act 2 that I'm just like, wow, this could just, like, take the show. Like, goosebumps all over. See, and that's the problem. They're both really good. Yeah. But, like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard question. We gotta make our own, like, concept albums. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, the best songs of Hamilton. Yeah. Swear to God. Or make a playlist on <laughs> Spotify. Absolutely. We should do that. Yeah. Jared, we're making an Into the Borough po- playlist on Spotify. Yeah. What's he going to do? Tell us now? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so how did you feel overall? Do you have any spotlight moments, techniques? What were the, like, what was hitting today? Um, Everything, honestly. Uh, first things that come to mind are George Washington's performance in Mm -hmm. um, One Last Time. That gets me. And, like, the emotion he had. And, oh, it's just so good. And, as I just mentioned, the um, cabinet meeting rap battles. Dude, those were fucking fire. They're so good. Like, I mean, I like uh, Jefferson's, like, raps. Mm -hmm. Like, I like his sound. A little bit more, but Hamilton like wins the battles. No, for sure. swear like, to God, <laughs> I like literally have in mind that I'm like I loved. Um, it's like DV Diggs, which is who plays uh, okay. Lafayette and Jefferson. I was like, as much as I hate it, is one of my favorite performers. Like, and I was like, mostly a hate because I dislike Jefferson. Yeah, like DV Diggs is so fucking good though. No, but I'm like, so I good. fucking. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to remind myself because I'm like, oh, like frick off when I see him on stage and then I'm like oh my god no like you love him he's so right. good he's so good at playing someone that you don't like no exactly I think about that with like a lot of the characters like George Washington and like um who else I know I'm thinking like George Washington and Burr and stuff he's supposed to be our villain but even the, like George like King George yeah even King George they just make all the characters likable in some way or another and it's like you can Obviously, it's based on real events, and it's based on history and stuff, but, like, these are still their own characters that are, like, fiction based on fact, you know? Yeah, and they're super fun. Yeah. And I like that they tell everybody's story, because in the end, like, everybody is a, like, these are all people. They Mm -hmm. lived real lives. Like, you know, like, it may not be exactly what the kind of person they really were and stuff, but, like, it just... It's nice to, like, have them personalized. Well, yeah. And it's always, like, yeah, like, we all know history is, like, ugly. Yeah. Literally, history is a horror movie. But, like, it is nice to have those moments where we can just, like, connect and be like, oh, this is so good. I like America for two seconds. Right. Because, like, if only we, like, literally, if only we had had these realizations. Like, could you imagine if they had the realizations that, like, we should stop being racist that early on and actually stopped? Right. Like, we would be so far progressed in society, it's crazy to think about. And so it's kind of nice to, like, think about that. I'm like, it. Eh. I'm like, you get it. Right. Um, I have on mine the, the cabinet battles as well are my absolute favorite. And, like, I literally quoted this because it's so good. <laughs> Hamilton said, 
a civics lesson from a slave or hey neighbor your debts are paid because you don't pay for your labor we plant seeds in the south yeah we create yeah i keep on written we know who's really doing the planted bro i literally had that written down in my notes too because i was like that line like that wins, like. <laughs> Bro, like, <laughs> he was straight hitting bars right then. Just bars after bars after bars. I just, I can't. I also have, like, I love the comedic singing, especially, like, in the room where it happens. Like, where, um. Where Hamil- must be nice. Literally. Two, yeah. And, um. Hamilton goes, he goes, talk less, smile more. more. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and also, like, Lin-Manuel, blah, 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 blah. Lin-Manuel Miranda is so fucking funny in that. Like, no, it's it li- so good. It literally sends me, I'm like, you're so funny. I'm like, you were way too dedicated to this. You're like, <laughs> And then, like, when King George has, like, his little speech, his second little speech, and then he sits down, and Burr comes out, and he's like, I forget what song it is, um, uh, it is the one with, like, um, Thomas Jefferson and Madison. Okay. I can't remember the yeah. name of that to save my life. Yeah, but, and, like, King George is in the back just, like, dancing and stuff. Oh, it's when they find out that, like, he outed himself and mm-hmm. um, they, like, talk about how he's never going to be president mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that song. Yeah, that one. I'm really trying to think of the name, and I can't. Yeah, just very comedic singing, and it's great. Absolutely. I also, I love that you were, like, talking about Washington's performance, because, bro, one last time. Bro. 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 Um, Shivers everywhere. Literally. His name's Christopher Jackson. Chef's kiss. And, like, we literally, like, how does he... I just, it really gets me. Like, I could cry every single time that, like, we, like, watch this because I'm like, mm. No, really. And, like, the emotion that he puts into it and stuff is just so good. Like, it really just encapsulate, encaps- encapsulates. Yeah, encapsulates. And en- You know what I'm trying <laughs> encapsulates. to say. Encapsulates. It really gets the audience and the viewer and stuff, like, attached to the character and the story. And it's just, like... I love seeing characters and especially live performances like with that emotion and stuff. No, literally that. Um, I just think he's an incredible performer and like he really like, um, we don't really like talk about like who's like helping carry the show, but like he's definitely one of those that like he doesn't have as many speaking parts or anything, right? But like just his presence and when he does, he it's so purposeful. And like one last time in history has its eyes on you are two of my favorite songs mm-hmm. in the entire musical. I'm like, I'm like, I was younger than you are now, and I'm like, yeah, you were watching it, <laughs> yeah, you and were. then he's like, he's like teach him how to say goodbye and i'm like yeah i'm like yeah we will history has his eyes on you and then we'll teach him how to say goodbye that's it dude i get it right uh it's incredible um my last little like mark just under like spotlight moments is the background um and like the background singing and the different just like um overlapping in hurricane Oh, yeah. And, like, I love getting, like, the background on his story. Like, yes, we've already kind of heard it, but, like, just those intimate moments of, like, um, t- him talking about, like, his mom and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this feels intimate. Like, right. I feel so immersely involved with you right now in this moment of trauma. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess the rest of my little spotlight <clears throat> moments that I had and stuff that, like, kind of were more on, like, stage design and stuff like that. I really liked... um the when 
Hamilton kind of puts out his diss on Jefferson, and it, like, has all the red strobe lights and, yeah. like, that loud noising, <laughs> noises and stuff like that. Like, I, that was just, like, I love the excitement of it, and this set was just as good as the first set. Obviously, it's all, like, similar pieces and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, we're in different places a lot of the time and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's just so good. They, like, <coughs> there's a scene where they have, like, basically three different settings in one, yeah. and, like, it looks like they're in three separate places, but they're all on the same stage within, like, feet of each other. It's literally. So it's so good. The staging is so good. Um, One of my favorite things is, like, I talk about um everything that happens in the room where it happened. Mm. I could talk about that movie. That movie? That <laughs> so- <laughs> I could talk about that song for, like, hours. Um, it's such an incredible performance um, from Leslie Odom Jr. It's so incredible. And I love, like, the jazz. Like, we get it in What Did I Miss? Mm-hmm. The jazz elements that we yes. get in Act 2. Especially being as, like, jazz is super underrated. And it kind of gets a bad rap. Um, and, like, it's why, like, movies like La La Land was so, so important. Like, fuck Ryan Gosling in that movie. And you can come for me for that, guys. <laughs> but, like, I do not like it at all. Um, and that's a whole host of other reasons. Maybe I'll talk about it in a hoot takes at some point. But, God, that I just can't stand Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. In the, I like him in everything else. You mean, you said Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Gosling, <laughs> God. I can't stand Ryan Gosling in that movie. I literally realized that in my head. I was like... That's yeah, not the like, person. I said it, yeah. um, but like, I can't stand Ryan Gosling in that. That's the only movie that I dislike him in yeah. at all. Yeah. I just it just didn't click for me. I wasn't the one. Regardless of that, just talking about like jazz just being underrated and it's so cool mm-hmm. to see the jazz incorporation with hip hop, which are so well known in like the black community and right. like what they were kind of trying to do with this story. Oh, I don't know. I just I could go on for days about <laughs> jazz and like hip hop and like. Yeah. Just the way that this, it was just so cool to me. And I'm like, that's just, I love the, the jazz yeah. techniques no, they're using in there and the song, jazz elements. Yeah, that song is just like gold. Like the dance number, everything. And like when he's on the table and the guy like pulls the, yeah. the tablecloth as he jumps, like so smooth. And his little run. Like, yeah, bro. The, I'm like, this is incredible. He is a performer. Literally. Like, that is so good. Ugh. I literally think about that and I'm like, wow. Like, and the Oscar goes to yeah, like I know we can't do that in this circumstance, but you know the Oscar goes to it really does. Swear to swear, um, the only other thing that I really had like noted um, is the score, um, the score and the instrumentals in Hurricane from Hurricane into um, the Reynolds pamphlet. Probably some of my favorite shit. The instruments are so good, um, and, like, the overlay of everything, like, never gonna be president now. Mm-hmm. All those just different moving elements, those are some of my favorite, like, songs in Hamilton, are the the ones that we have all these different motions happening at once. They yeah. also add in, like, a vocoder, um, and you can kind of hear it in the way that, like, um, D.V. Diggs is saying, like, never gonna be president now. Oh, yeah. They're, like, voice coding that. And I think that's such an interesting choice. Yeah, they and, did that when he called him a Creole bastard. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting just, like, like those choices happening in, a, like, in a Broadway musical. And it's not, like... And it... Because usually those are used for, like, characters in the entirety of the time that the character is talking. They get, like, that vocoder, yeah. you know? But it was just such an interesting, like... 
choice that I really digged. Like, I really like it. And I was like, wow. Like, you guys were really, like, looking at this, like, what's the, like, what's the way that we can make this so engaging and fun? Right. Like, and really just, like, encapsulating. Like, I was, I'm so immersed in those moments. I'm like, (laughs) just zoned out, ADHD stimming. Right. No, for real. (laughs) You got any other techniques? Anything? Any last thoughts? Um... Oh, yeah, when Philip, uh, Alex's, stop. Eliza's son, firstborn, when he dies. Bro, stop. And the part where his mom, when he's, like, counting with her. Oh, bro. That sends, is heartbreaking. Sends me. That sends me. It's not that part for me, but it's literally the part when he's, like, when he's, like, Mom, I'm so sorry Oh yeah. for forgetting what you taught me. And, like, yeah. knowing that, like, women are the ones that raise their sons, especially in this time. And I'm sure they had assistants around the house. But, like, Eliza loved her son. Right. Eliza loved her. She taught her. him piano. Yeah, like, like, she spent time with him. And, like, she taught him to be kind and smart yeah, and, right. like, not as buck wild as her father. Right. Like, not as her his father, father, his father. Yeah. yeah. Like, just a little bit more simmered. Right. And... And, like, in those moments, he realizes, and I'll dabble into kind of more of the, not the lore, but the lore yeah. of, um, like, leading up to his duel as well. Yeah. Okay. So, but I don't, that, that sends me every single time. Yeah, that hurts. And Philip was a, he was a cutie. Like, I mean, we looked at pictures of, like, you know. The, real him. Yeah, real him. And, like. Whew. Yeah. Okay, Philip. Hot tamale. Like, okay. I get it. Your, your dad wasn't that handsome, but you. Right. You could get it. <laughs> Definitely, like, one of my favorite characters, just because he is so attractive in real life. Yeah. Agreed. Honestly. <laughs> a lot of them just don't have it in them. No, they, especially back in the day. Like, like why'd they look like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Okay, but I think that's, like, how, like, people feel. Like, But, like, also, like... <laughs> How good are these artists? Like, obviously, they're very good, but I'm like, did these people really look like this? Or like, these are all paintings and stuff. Like, how much of it is, it is how much of it is like la- lost in translation? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I also think about like in um, Queen Charlotte when she's like dark in my skin. Like, my oh, skin's yeah. not that light, and like they'll make you look like slimmer. And I'm like, these girls were not that slim. Right. I'm I'm calling it on facts. No, I think about that too. Like, not only that, but like y'all the are wearing corsets and stuff. Like, did y'all draw the nose smaller? Cause like, or like the eyes farther yeah. away? No, right. <laughs> Why she got beady little eyes? <laughs> right. Hamilton describing. <laughs> Forget Eliza. Him. She's yeah. got black eyes. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton, you dog, you little dog. Woof woof. <laughs> It's time for fact versus fiction. Our favorite part. I know, where we get to find out who is actually trash. Right. (laughs) That's like all I care about is I'm like, who's actually a garbage can? I know, because I'm out here supporting these guys like hard and then learning that they were actually not good people. I know, I swear to God. I'm so excited. Um, So I have some information. My first question, and we're kind of going in um, chronological order of the story. So my first question was, why was Jefferson in France? Like, bro, what the fuck? You didn't even fight for freedom. Right. 
And then, so I went and I looked it up. And so he was apparently negotiating um, European commercial treaties so that we could have success from the fallout of the war. Since Britain was our, like, the person we were importing with and everything and doing trading. So he was doing good things, but still, like... I just, like, I thought about it, like, especially with, like, the cabinet, like, yeah. don't talk about the war. You didn't fight in it. Like, we almost died in a trench. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you tell them. While you were getting, while you were off getting high with the French. Right. My question following that was, like, um, did he really work with Lafayette? Did he help Lafayette and whatever, like, they were doing? Because Which- that's what he had mentioned, like, in that song and stuff. Like, they had mentioned him working with Lafayette. Yeah, so he didn't necessarily, and, like, I had also wanted to know, like, how did they know each other? Like, I'm like, what do you mean? Um, So um, Jefferson offered support to Lafayette during the battle at Chesapeake Bay while we were getting our independence. Okay. Um, So he let him basically stay in his home. He was not, like, there, but they were corresponding, and since he had a home in Virginia, he let Lafayette reside there. Okay. And eventually they ended up meeting um, the following years later, and they formed a commodity. Because he really liked Lafayette's, like, intelligence and spirit and stuff. Nice. Okay. So they were, like, friends, I guess. Cool. You could say that loosely. My next question is, how did the French take over? Like, the French people, how did they behead King Louis the Eighth? Absolutely. So um, he was convicted of conspiracy with foreign powers and sentenced to death by the French National Convention. So I think it'd be kind of like if we had a president... And we essentially were like, mm, you committed treason. You're dead now. Because that's... Wow. Yeah, I just didn't he was know that ex- they could like, do that. Because, like, you know, as the king, you just think, like, the king is all-powerful. You know? Like, you can't... Yeah, uh, you would think. Yeah. He learned, guess, that, like, he, he learned that shit real quick. Yeah. Yeah, so he was executed by guillotine. Wow. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. I, I could not imagine. Yeah. I know you also have a question about this. Um, so one of my questions just was the reality of Angelica's relationship with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a little bit. Angelica was one of 15 Schuyler children. Right. So we know that. Um, at the age of 21, Angelica married British politician and businessman John Barker Church. She was indeed betrothed when they met. What does that mean? She was supposed to be married. Like, I think she was married at the time that they actually met. I knew what that meant. I watched Bridgerton. (laughs) Yeah, like, so so I think... she was meant to be married before she met the guy she actually married? No, she was meant to be married with the guy she's married when she met Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, so his name's John Barker Church. Uh, They met in 1776. Um, He uh, worked... For the army department run by General Schuyler. Okay. So while he was there, he managed to woo Angelica and antagonize her father, which I just think is funny. Yeah. Um, but Cherneau wrote, so um, the right the writer of Alexander Hamilton, right. which is what the musical is based off of. The family was susp- the family was suspicious of Church and discovered he was operating under the name John B. Carter and left the UK under suspicious circumstances. The pair did elope against her family's f- wishes in 1777. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because, like, in the in the musical, they make it, like, she had to marry Rich and she had to, like... Yeah. You know, like, she had to be the older sister and stuff that, like, kind of continued her family's legacy. So it's interesting that in real life it wasn't... That wasn't really the case. She kind of, like... Yeah, it was not. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so my question about yeah. and Angela um, was Angela or Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> my question about Angelica is with Hamilton um, when they write letters and stuff. She in the song mentions that he wrote my dearest comma or something of those lines and apparently that means like wherever you place the comma means something different and so I'm just wondering like did that happen? Absolutely and we will answer. We did consult upon our first watch Yeah. Um, with our residential dictionary on the English um, Jared you know yeah. he's our dictionary um, and he was like yeah I guess and he's like if you're talking in old English yes that would change the meaning he's like but it doesn't really now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so in the, in the thing we jo- like, they joke about on um, the relationship and how flirty Alexander and Angelica are. And she did write to her sisters, like her sister, Eliza, if you were as generous as the old Romans, you would lend him to me for a little while. Right. Yeah. Which is so funny. Like she legitimately said that in real life. Yeah. And I'm like, you're saucy, Miss Right. Lee. Um, but we, she talks about like where she's like, um, I noticed a change. Like, did you intend this one stroke and you consume my waking days after he does a comma with my dearest. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually it was Alexander who parsed Angelica's punctuation in a 1787 letter. So she was the one that did the comma. Oh, okay. Um, in real life. And um, so he writes to her, there was a most critical comma in your last letter. It is my interest that it should have been designed, but I presume it was accidental. Unriddle this if you can. The proof that you do it rightly may be given by the omission or repetition of the same mistake in your next, he wrote. After she penned the phrase, indeed, my dear, comma, sir. So she... She was the one that did it, not him. Right, but then she, like, when he asked her for clarification, she still did the same thing? Yep. Oh, okay. Ah, saucy. Yeah. Um, Rob Turneau also wrote in his biography that it seems plausible that Hamilton would have proposed to Angelica, not to Eliza, if the older sister had been eligible. Angelica was more Hamilton's counterpart than Eliza. Yeah, it makes sense. I get it. They kind of seem like they like each other. Yeah. So, you know... Tis what it is. But, I mean, like, did Eliza and Hamilton still have, like, a good, like, a happy life? Were they still yeah. in love? Like, yeah. Okay. He just, like, I get it. Like, he liked the banter. He's a really intelligent man, so he yeah. probably liked the banter that he could get with, with Angelica. Because yeah. she liked to talk about politics and stuff that yeah. he really enjoyed. Yeah. And Eliza wasn't really like that. She was more, like, reserved and... And family-oriented, yeah. and she, like, wanted him to, like... But prior- she was still very smart in her mm-hmm. own way. Yeah. And she wanted him to prioritize their family a little bit more. Yeah. And her. Yeah. Which is understandable. Absolutely, yeah. That's not a bad thing. No. So, my next question is the affair and extortion. Ugh. Um, and I have some letters. Oh? From his mistress. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, because he published them. That's, yeah. Yeah. So I have a letter. He received an urgent note. Follow like this is about right after um, and say no to this. Mm-hmm. So it was December fifteen, but in context as a musical, this is where this letter would be. I have not talked. Okay, she said Tim, but time mm-hmm. to tell you the cause of my present troubles. Only that Mister has wrote you this morning, and I know not whether you have got the letter or not. And he has sworn that if you do not answer it, or if he does not see or hear from you today. Today, but it's spaced. 
So I don't really know what she means by that. Um, Today he will write, Mrs. Hamilton, he has just gone out and I am alone. I think you'd better come here one moment that you may know the cause. Then you will, then you will the better know how to act. Oh my God, I feel more for you than myself. And I wish I had never been born to give you so much unhappiness do not write to him no not a line but come here soon do not send or leave anything in his power wow yeah and then two days later he receives a letter um from james reynolds it's true it's in your power to do a great deal for me but it's out of your power to do anything that will restore to me my happiness again if you should give me all your all you possess would not do it God knows I love the woman and wish every blessing may attend her. You have been the cause of winning her love, and I don't think I can be reconciled to live with her when I know I hint her love. Now, sir, I've considered on the matter seriously. I have this proposal to make to you. Give me the sum of $1,000, and I will leave the town and take my daughter with me. Go where my friend shan't hear from me, and leave her to yourself to do for her as you think proper. I hope you won't think my request is in a view of making me satisfaction for the injury done me, for there is nothing that you can do will compensate for it. Yeah. Wow. Um, so. Yeah. He's heartbroken. Yeah, he really is hurt about this. Um, but, like, I mean, valid. Like, yeah, give me a, like, you, my wife cheated on me with you. Like, give me $1,000 and I'm taking my kid. Like, and $1,000 back then. Whew. Ooh, that's steep. Couldn't even send his brother that. No, he couldn't. But he could send his mistress's husband. That's probably why he couldn't send his brother that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so more on the adultery and uh, his mistress. Um, did, like, Burr and Jefferson and Madison really, like, blackmail him into, like, when they thought he was embezzling funds and stuff? Yeah. So, thoughts? Yes, I have answers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he was still respected by the government. Um, so Monroe and Mullenberg are actually the ones that approached him. Oh, okay. And who are they? Just politicians? Yeah. Okay. So they agreed to keep what they learned private, and Hamilton thought so. But James Monroe had a secret of his own. And he, um, made copies of the letters Maria Reynolds had given him and sent them to Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, um, and also to the clerk of the House of Representatives, John Beckley. Oh, so he like yeah really aired out his dirty laundry. So what was this guy's like secrets? Did we learn like, wait, why would he? I don't understand. Oh, that was his secret. The secret of oh. his own was that he took oh. the information. Oh, okay. As a pun. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy though? Yeah, that's insane. So, did Hamilton not actually, like, publish it himself? Like He did, yes. Oh, okay. He still published it. Um, like, a re- not a retraction, but, like, a response, yeah. basically? Like No, he's still the one that addressed it. They just oh, okay. simply... Put out this letter. They kind of yeah. just, like, gossiped about it. Yeah. There were rumors going around. There were rumors going around that he was ha- that he had had a fi- an affair for a long time oh, okay. before he wrote the Reynolds pamphlet. Oh, okay. There were rumors about an affair, rumors about him financially embezzling, which led him to write the letter. Okay. Because um, he first, like, kind of tells the people that he works with that I didn't do that so he wouldn't get arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the public is kind of like, ooh, I wonder what's going on there. Blah, right, blah, blah. yeah. So I, I had to know. I was like, how the fuck did John Adams win that election? Yeah. Yeah, like, was it really Hamilton's deciding factor? No, that's for... Oh, that's the next one. That's for yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. I just didn't know how, like, John Adams won. Like, yeah, because he was the second president. Yeah, and yeah. we never talked about this no, dude. No, Like, we talked about him a handful of times, but he's not important enough to be a main character. Yeah, apparently. Um, so I looked, I looked it up. Apparently he was the vice president this entire time. Him and George Washington ran against each other to become president. Oh. And George Washington won, so John Adams was his vice president for eight years. For eight and, years, and then he became president. Yep. And with he, uh, Thomas Jefferson. And then Thomas Jefferson became president. With Aaron Burr. But Aaron Burr was only VP for... A minute, because he... Oh, yeah, this was before they could get it into... Yeah. Yeah. Yup. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that I, I, I was like, because I remember we talked about it like in the first one, like, but when we were just watching it, like, yeah. who's his vice president? I was like, I don't know, like probably someone though. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting to me. I also then looked up. We kind of been talking about John Adams, um, in the Reynolds pamphlet. So I looked up both like the Creole bastard like reference of the long address you made about John Adams, as well as the Reynolds pamphlet. When I tell you. Why does why do you write like you're running out of time? Yeah. Alexander Hamilton, you wrote a novel. That is not a pamphlet. That is <laughs> not an address about John Adams. Those are short novels. Because I was like And the fact that it's all like handwritten. Literally, like, I was like, maybe I'll include like a snippet. Bro, you couldn't say one thing without going into the rest of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it be. I do have the links um down below. So if you guys want to read them. The information and opportunity is down there. I simply just will not be. Otherwise, we would sit here for 30 minutes while I stumble out old English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm good on that one. But I did think that that was super interesting. Um, just how... F- they talk about it like he writes so much. And I was like, mm-hmm. but he really was, like, writing. Like he was running out of time, for real. Like, he said, wake up, write. Write in my sleep. He's probably like a talking I, inner monologue. No, I was thinking about that the whole time. Not the whole time, but I was thinking about that a lot. Like, how does he find the time to write? Like, it, <laughs> like you were handwriting this because back in the day, like this is before like typewriters and computers were a thing and stuff. So like, how like he's literally quill and ink writing all day yeah long. and you would like, like re-dip that that shit would piss me right, off like how does he write that much how like where is the time because like don't you still have to like work i guess like writing is his work but like i just like i i just don't get it like how how does one and how did like did he have carpal tunnel or something like i that's so much right he has to have carpal tunnel right well i guess he didn't get old enough oh true <laughs> but still i like, have carpal i have carpal tunnel right now yeah, I don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, piano hands. Um, Burn. It's kind of where we're at in the story. Mm. Burn, um, Eliza, my girl. Yeah, erasing herself from the narrative. I swear. That tick- Did you ever hear that TikTok sound going no. around? Bro, because you weren't on Hamilton TikTok yeah. yet. There'd be like those moments where it's like when your boyfriend's mean to you. I'm erasing myself from the narrative and then it'd be like um it's like when he comes back with food 
No, that's funny. <laughs> I swear, I'll have to send you some. They're so funny. I'm wondering though, did she like did she burn the letters that like she in the song mentions like I burned all the letters you wrote? Yeah. So I have a little snippet kind of like of some history around this time to give a little bit more context to why she was so upset. So originally she did not believe the rumors, but after the Reynolds pamphlet, she was forced to confront it. She was six. um, She was like six months pregnant with her sixth child at the time. Um, So she went upstate to stay with her parents um, and she didn't come back until one of their children, I believe it was Alexander Hamilton, like junior, um, got sick with typhus. Wait, what's that? I don't know. Oh, okay. But he got sick. (laughs) It's some old disease. Yeah, okay. It's probably like some version of like tuberculosis. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Who knows? You guys tell me. I know I do all the research, but you tell me what typhus is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's what it's called. I could have typed wrong though, so whatever sounds like that is probably it. Um, But yeah, so he got sick and so she came back down. um, Mm -hmm downstate i guess then she went upstate so she came back yeah. down and um to get him proper medical care so they eventually did um reconcile right after the reynolds pamphlet and they had more little children they had like two or oh. three more kids um but she was ridiculed and told she must have been a wicked woman so she did burn letters oh okay um she burned like majority of the love letters um that hamilton wrote her as well as after hamilton died she did burn other, like, um, letters and stuff of things that she wanted to keep secret. Um, yeah. Kind of taking, it was her way of taking yeah. control, control of the narrative. Yeah. Right. Because she wasn't able to before, and so she was able to control both her and Hamilton's um, narrative now. And so there's some stuff that she burned so that they would still have some secrets. Yeah. Which I think is so, like, I wonder what they were. I know. Like. Juicy. I know, Eliza. Like, what are you hiding? Right. I get it, though. You, Right, like... Queen, I respect your privacy, but, right. like... And how smart. No, honestly, like... Being like, I have to do, I have to burn this because I know they'll keep it if I don't. Right. And, like, she obviously has those memories and mm-hmm. stuff, so it's like, yeah, the letters are nice little, like, tokens of the memories, but, you know, like, when somebody as big and influential as Alexander Hamilton, like, this is American history, you know, like, some things you want to keep for yourself. So. Yeah. I would want to keep that for myself. Yeah. So, you know, after he cheats on her, writes about it, publishes it, his son... Dies. Dies. Her son dies. Not even his son. She raised him. Right. Though apparently, um, Hamilton was very soft for Philip. So there was one time he was sick, um, like really deathly sick, and Hamilton, like, hand gave him three doses of his medicine. Like, he had to take the medicine three times a day, and he did every dose for the entire time oh. he was sick. Wait. For Philip? Yeah. Oh. I know. Um, so Philip dies. So how this happens is like, you know, George Eaker is the one that talks shit about um, Hamilton. He basically is like, bro, um, like, no, you're really not. Like, your dad's not shit. Um, so he was a 27-year-old Republican lawyer who said Hamilton was, like, using the government recklessly and selfishly. So... John Lawrence character, John Lawrence character, Philip, God, I couldn't think of his name <laughs> in that moment. Philip um, and his friend Richard Price initiate the duel. Okay. Um, and then, so. Did Rich- they really, like, meet him at the, the Broadway, like, mm-hmm. the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they interrupted the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't believe that. They were a little drunk. Yeah. 
but Richard Price is the one that initiated it, and then John followed. So his okay. friend is actually the one that initiated that duel. You mean, and then you said John again, Philip. Fuck, I wrote John. <laughs> That's why. I was like, why do I keep saying John? Oh, I see. Yeah, I wrote it. Philip. <laughs> Philip followed. Um, but obviously Hamilton kind of like encouraged him and was like, shoot up the sky, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah. that happened. He really mm-hmm. did. Okay. So Hamilton is said to never have recovered from the death of Philip. Yeah. I mean, that's his firstborn son. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that he was just like always depressed and grief ridden. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this before, but um, Philip's younger sister, Angelica, um, never recovered after his death and fell into a catatonic childlike state. Yeah, that is so sad. Yeah, could you imagine? Like, I mean, like, and you, like, there's that moment in the in the musical early on where he's like, I have a little little sister. He's like, yeah, I have a little sister, but I want a little brother. Yeah. And she's like, "Mm." that's just, I couldn't imagine how traumatizing that would be for her. Right. And then especially, like, could you imagine, like, even if she was getting somewhat better, then three years later her father dies the same exact way in the same exact place? Right. That's so traumatizing. Yeah, like, I'd be in a catatonic childlike state too, dude. Right. That's so sad. Ugh, I know. Well, let's get back to politics. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get back to politics. The election of 1800? Yeah. 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 The election of 1800. So this one is James Madison. No. Thomas Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. James Madison is our fourth president. No. Aaron Burr's technically the Yes. Gosh. Listen. The... Not my president, no. America's president. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways. So with that election, was Hamilton really like the deciding factor? I asked this earlier, but I was on the wrong election times. Mood. So like in the in the musical, they show it as like it was a tie, so then they had to ask like basically the electoral college. Yeah. And then it was um Bro. Like Alexander Hamilton, whoever he endorsed, like would win. It, let it fell me, on him. Is let, that real? Me, let me tell you, bro. I got some tea. Oh, gosh. So the voting in 1800 took place over a period of months, and the campaign, which was largely fought in the nation's partisan press, got really nasty. Ooh. So Republican newspaper editor um, James um, Callender notoriously accused Adams of having a hideous her- hermaphroditical character. <gasps> because um, James, so what's his name? James, James Madison, John Adams. Oh, John, God. Adams. John Adams was also gonna like run Rerun, again. Yeah. yeah. So this is like during that part. Yeah. Um, and then while a Federalist writer named um, Berlow claimed that if Jefferson won, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will openly be taught and practiced. Oh my God! <laughs> what? The slander, the shade. Um. So it wasn't necessarily up to him. Um, it came down to dele- delegates and people, and like people were siding with Burr simply because they like thought like they didn't want to give Thomas Jefferson the most powerful like yeah. position in the world, in the country. Right. But they just didn't want to do that. So a lot of a lot more people were voting for Burr, until Hamilton actively campaigned to the other Federalist um, delegates against Aaron Burr to endorse 
Thomas Jefferson. What? Deadass. Bro, why would he do that? I'd shoot him too. No, honestly, I mean, like, obviously we knew that, like, he endorsed Thomas Jefferson by, by the musical, but we didn't know, like, the fact versus fiction and, like, the real life. It wasn't just, like, a one-time decision, like, okay, yeah, I picked this person. Like, he was actively campaigning and, like... Like, he was, like, being, like, don't, don't vote for Burr. Yeah. Like, Thomas Jefferson's the lesser of two evils. And convincing other Federalists that were previously supporting Burr to then vote for endorsement of Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. What the hell? Which then, your obedient servant, Burr says, my dude, you're a liar and a cheat, and I wish I never laid eyes on you. Right. Like, you have caused me so much, like, downfall in the time that I've known you. Like, a dot Burr. Literally. So they actually did um, the the salutations of this were your obedient servant. Oh. Um, and that's how they wrote it. So, um... I included the link to this as well. It's not something I'm going to super read a bunch of, but they, Aaron Burr wrote a letter after um, it was published in a newspaper in which Dr. Charles D. Cooper had reported that in a dinner conversation, Hamilton had called Burr a dangerous man. In Cooper's word, Hamilton also expressed a more despicable opinion of Burr. So after that was published in a newspaper, He's kind of ruining Burr's political career. So Burr's like, I need to fix my political career and you're going to be held accountable for your actions. So he does write those letters and they kind of set up a duel. Um, Though it's roughly summarized in the songs. They're pretty accurate. Yeah. And he did, Hamilton did have a clerk doing a lot of the writing for him though. Oh, okay. So it wasn't necessarily him writing, but someone writing on his behalf. But he was the one that did the signatures on every single one. So oh. he did take the time to write the Your Obedient Servant, A. Ham. Yeah, okay, wow. Yeah, but... I have to... Okay, sorry. <laughs> what is it? I have the something to be your obedient servant. I have the honor. Yeah. To be your, your obedient, obedient servant. servant. A dot Burr. <laughs> I knew you were going to say him, so I was like, I'm going to say Burr. We did that so good. Yes. What do you got for me? So in the duel, um, was Hamilton really wearing his glasses? As Burr said, you know, he was wearing his glasses. Why to take deadly aim? Yeah, so Hamilton, as he stood facing Burr, Hamilton aimed his pistol and then asked for a moment to put on his spectacles. <gasps> so he, he aimed and then was like, wait, can I have a moment to put on my spectacles? Yeah. <laughs> that would be so sus to me. I'd be like, I gotta kill him fast. Right. Yeah, that ass. Wow. So he did he have the intention of killing him or like did he really shoot up at the sky like in the musical? Um, so he, uh, there's conflicting accounts of what happened. Hamilton wrote previously to the duel and said, I'm not going to kill Burr. I'm going to yield. I'm going to deflect in some way. He didn't say he was going to aim up at the sky, though. Yeah. Um, so according to Hamilton's second, um, his assistant and witness in the duel, Hamilton decided the duel was morally wrong and deliberately fired into the air. Um, Burr's second claimed that Hamilton fired at Burr and missed. What happened next is agreed upon. Burr shot Hamilton in the stomach and the bullet lodged next to his spine. (laughs) So the only thing that is agreed upon is that Burr killed Hamilton. Yeah, and there's speculations that um, Hamilton shot up towards the sky 
or that he just shot off and missed. Okay. Um, Hamilton's intention was to miss okay, yeah. or fire early so that they would have to yield the duel because those are in the rules, apparently. Yeah. In the 25 if rules. If you have a misfire. Yeah. Um, so did Burr not get, like, in trouble, obviously? I guess, like, in New Jersey, everything's legal, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so you just talked about Hamilton's second. Who, yeah. Who was that? They said his name, but like he was not a part of the story. And if he's Hamilton's second, you would think he ought to be pretty close to him. So who is he? Probably his new boyfriend, replacing oh. John Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly. It's Nathaniel Pendleton. Um, so both men um, were accompanied by their seconds, obviously. Um, Hamilton second was Nathaniel Pendleton, um, who's a Revolutionary War veteran in George, Georgia, not George, Georgia District Court Judge, while Burr had William P. Van Ness, who's a New York federal judge. Why are we bringing judges? Yeah. What? That doesn't make sense. This is illegal. <laughs> I well, know. I guess not in New Jersey, as we just established. Yep. And Hamilton also brought Dr. David Hosack, a professor of medicine and botany, botany at Columbia College, now Columbia University. Okay, well, I mean, he ended up dying. So. Yeah, <laughs> not that good of a doctor. Apparently. <laughs> so I found the letter that Hamilton wrote for Eliza. Oh, shit. From the duel. Oh, no, okay. So, to Eliza Hamilton, New York, July 4th, 1804. Wow, July 4th. I know, funny, right? This letter, my very dear Eliza, will not be delivered to you unless I shall first have terminated my earthly career to begin. As I humbly hope from redeeming grace and divine mercy a happy immorality. If it had been possible for me to avoid to have avoided my if it would have if it would have been possible for me to have avoided the interview, my love for you and my precious children would have been alone a decisive motive. But it is it was not possible without sacrifices which would have rendered me unworthy of your esteem. I need not tell you of the pangs I feel from the idea of quitting you and exposing you to the anguish which I know you would feel. Nor could I dwell on the topic lest it should unman me. The consolations of religion, my beloved, can alone support you, and these you have a right to enjoy. Fly to the bosom of your God and be comforted. With my last idea, I shall cherish the sweet hope of meeting you in a better world. Adieu. Best of wives and best of women. Embrace all my darling children for me. Ever yours. A.H. That's so sad. But, like, you know, I love that, like, him really calling her, like, best of women, best of wives, or yep. best of best wives. Of best of wives and best of women. Yeah, like, that's in the musical. Mm-hmm. Like, I love those little snippets of real quotes or real things that were yeah. written that they added to the story. It's so good. Absolutely. It's my absolute freaking favorite. I think we're going to play a little bit of Where Are They Now? Okay. That's where we're going to leave off in this fact or fiction. I decided to do a little research for all of us. You're all welcome. I'm starting with my man, Hercules Mulligan. Hercules. Because obviously he's not in Act 2, and I kind of wanted to know what happened. Right. I did find out, though, that how Hercules Mulligan helped us, um, you know, he was a spy on the inside. He had, he gained intelligence and then dispatched his slave, Cato, to ride out to Washington's headquarters with the news. Oh. 
<laughs> so he had a slave. This dude was an apprentice, like on his apprenticeship, like learning and had a slave. Wow. I can't. It's doing too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Honestly. After the war, a grateful George Washington visited Mulligan's store and requested new clothes. This was the war hero's way of protecting Mulligan from being labeled as a British sympathizer for working closely with the enemy. Outside his store, Mulligan proudly displayed a sign that read, Closer to Jen Washington. Nice. In 1785, Mulligan continued to fight for democratic ideals and co-founded the New York Manumission. I think that's how you say that. Society. He died in 1825 at age 80 and is buried next to Alexander Hamilton in Trinity Church. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. <laughs> Where are they now? Who do you want to know? Cam, who do you want to know? Marquise de Lafayette. Yeah, whoa, our man. <laughs> we love. We love the French. After the American Revolution, Lafayette returned to France, where his popularity soared as he navigated the tenuous line between the angry subjects and the monarchy. Lafayette authored the the celebrated Declaration of Rights of the Man and of the Citizen. It advocated religious toleration and the end of slavery. Oh, period. Period king. Um, When most of Europe declared war against France in 1792, Lafayette commanded a French... In 1783, (laughs) Peggy married Stephen Van Rensselaer, the third, a distant cousin. Oh. <laughs> um, like twice removed or probably something. She was 25 and he was 19, which initially caused controversy for which the Skylers did not approve. Um, this resulted in them eloping oh. at their country, their parents' country home in Saratoga. So, so two, just like her sister. two yeah. of the three sisters of wow. our Skylar sisters eloped. Uh, <laughs> can you believe that? Wow. Okay, so Peggy and Stefan had three children together, but only one survived. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so Stefan Van Renesalar the fourth. <laughs> okay. Why is that name needs to die? Is it Stefan or Steven? Stefan, I don't know. I'm saying Stefan yeah. because it's a, it's the Vampire Diaries era right. now. Um. Regardless, um, Peggy became ill in 1799 and continued to get worse over the next two years. She died on March 14, 1801 at the age of 42. Initially buried in the family estate, she she re-entered at Albany Rural Cemetery um, at the Renalisar lot. Her brother-in-law, Alexander Hamilton, who had married her older sister Eliza, was in Albany visiting family Hamilton's letter to Eliza documents her passing on Saturday my dear Eliza your sister took leave of her suffering and friends I trust to find repose and happiness in a better country oh yeah these are all sad I know but I mean people die at the end of their life so like I guess and finally Aaron Burr a dot Burr yeah give it up pardon me are you Aaron Burr sir (laughs) I love him. So in 1805, Burr thoroughly discredited, um, oh my God, this is so hard to read. So basically, blah, 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 he kills Hamilton. Yeah. We get that. So afterwards, he leaves, um, and he's kind of on the run because people are, like, threatening to kill him, so his family, like, leaves, and then he's kind of off. Understandably so. Um, So he's... He concocts a plot um, with James Wilkinson, commander of the U.S. Army, to seize the Louisiana Territory and establish an independent empire. Okay. Which Burr presumably would lead. 
He contacted the British government and unsuccessfully pleaded for assistance in the scheme. On my God, he was committing treason. Oh, wow. So he's trying to, like, get, like, different, like, territory. Wow. To make his own, like, country. Um, <laughs> in the fall of 1806, so, um, Burr led a group of well-armed colonists towards New Orleans, prompting an immediate U.S. investigation. General Wilkinson, in an effort to save himself, turned against Burr and sent dispatches to Washington accusing Burr of treason. Oh, wow. Um, oh, in February of 1807, Burr was arrested in Louisiana for treason and sent to New York to be tried in a U.S. court. He was sent to Virginia? Yeah. You said New York. Oh. How? <laughs> Interesting, guys. He was sent to Virginia to be tried in a U.S. court. In September, he was acquitted on a technicality. Nevertheless, public opinion condemned him as a traitor and he fled to Europe. He later returned to a private life in New York. The murder charges against him forgot and he died in 1836. So we talk about when he fled over to Europe and he was gone for a few years. This all happens over the, the few years after he died. After Alex died. Yes. Yeah. Not him. But Alex. Alex. Yeah. That's what my brain meant and then yeah. I like said him and I was like, I'm talking about Aaron Burke. He's not dead Wait, yet. I feel like we talked about this but um, did he feel like any type of remorse or there are times where like people say like it's speculation or like i guess in the song like um the world is big enough for or like i should have realized that this world was big enough for hamilton and myself like wasn't that actually written yeah so he did write just like being like yeah like years now that i can reflect as an adult like and and not a young man that like i was blinded by different things yeah and that like there really wasn't a space for the two of them yeah um but when he fled to Europe um, amid all this issues and then he comes back to New York Um, I don't remember what year this is but there's a podcast um, by Morbid about Theodosia Burr being missing so his daughter was going to go join him um, and reunite after he had fled for all those years oh wow and she went missing on a boat and has never been found she is still missing to this day the daughter that he wow. has loved more than anything, and this is obviously his wife has died at this point, blah, 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 all that shit. That's so sad. Hmm? These, all these people, like, feel. I feel like they, like, had tragic lives. Like, is there any happy ending? Eliza. Yeah, I guess that's true. Eliza's happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, because she started, like, a... She started an orphanage. An orphanage. She did a lot for, like, American history. Yeah. And she called the little orphans... In her little orphanages, little Alexanders. That's so sweet. And they did, like, have a foster child and stuff. So oh, they, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, it's so sweet. They're so sweet. Yeah. This and is. that's the story of Alexander Hamilton, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the facts versus fiction. That's where are they now. That's, that's a wrap. Wow. That's a wrap. That is the story of Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. That's Hamilton 2020. That is the musical, the film. (laughs) The musical, the film. Yes. The series. 
Round of applause for all of our actors, and I just will say a special round of applause for Lin Manuel Miranda because like, he really put his whole everything into his, that. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a broke little like artist before this, so like yeah, look at him. He really had his come up. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed this. I think we personally really I enjoyed talking yeah. about Hamilton. No, yeah, um, I could talk about this for hours. Literally, as much as we love doing like your little like thrillery ones, I think we're still gonna you'll probably see more like historical ones as well. You know, and history is still horror filled because let's all remember this is a murder and history is never really sunshine and rainbows. This so. like especially American history. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah, so this still kind of falls under the category of thriller and truth crime. Not really thriller, but, you know. It was a true, that, it there was is, a true crime. I mean, there's a true crime podcast um, based around Theodosia's disappearance. Exactly. So, so, and I just linked you. It's morbid. You're all welcome. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, you will see us again soon. We can't say how soon, and we can't say how long. But we'll reunite soon. Yeah. For another Boats. That's what we call it. Yeah. Um, though Based on, on a true story, boats. Though on the actual podcast, I think it's like abbreviated. When we abbreviate, when Jared abbreviates it, it's like bots. Oh. <laughs> but I like boats. Yeah, boats is better. So remember boats, based on a true story. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Um, if you don't follow us on all, the, all our other social media platforms, check those out. We're on Instagram, Facebook, not Twitter, TikTok, um, and YouTube. So definitely check us out. You can also look at our website, um, theboroughmedia.com, and you can see more stuff from me and Cam. I wrote some stuff. Cam has the podcast. Maybe she'll write some stuff sometime, though. Um, As well as you'll be able to check out our Buy Me a Coffee page where you can donate, request different content, join our close friends, and find out more about when we're going to do another Boats episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks, guys.